welcome to the Who is God podcast. This has been a long time in the making and I'm super excited uh, to let you know about what's coming up, about uh, what we're doing, why I'm here, and what is this thing about a podcast called Who is God? So let's start with that. Uh, my name is Thaddeus Funk and this, uh, this is my podcast. This is my journey as I continue to try and understand to the best of my ability of who God is. And so with that, I want to start a little bit and talk to you, the listener today, about why this podcast and why the format we've chosen. And, and this is where it comes from. If you want to get to know someone, there's about three ways to go about it. The first thing you can do is you can talk to people who know that person. For the example, um, years ago, I was able to work for, for a governor of one of our fine states and before I ever met the governor, um, I talked to people who knew um, Governor Miller, and and they told me about him, and they answered questions that I had, and they shared their experiences, um, told me about the governor's history, how he became governor, um, and uh, and a little bit about what I might expect. And so that was kind of the first thing that I I went through as I experienced on how to get to know him. The second thing would be, uh, you know, reading. I could read what there was about the governor. I, there were lots of things in the newspaper, articles. Um, there were all kinds of things written uh, about the governor at that time. And so I could read about that. And then the third thing, I got to meet the governor and I talked to him myself um, and got to do that over a course of several months of working and interacting with the governor on a regular daily basis. I got to talk directly with the governor. Um, and by the end of uh, about an eight-month stint, um, I knew the governor well and the governor knew me well. And so I, I didn't stop once I started talking to the governor um, directly. I didn't stop talking to people who knew the governor. Um, I didn't stop reading what was written about the governor from people who knew or, or had gathered other information about the governor. And so I continued to do those three things. Um, and we're going to continue to do those three things here. Um, and so this is going to be the talk to people who know. Um, and that's what the podcast is is kind of about. So let me roll back and give you the history of how this idea came together. Um, a number of years ago, I was able to become part of a monthly breakfast where men regularly uh, we have we have one guest or or one gentleman will stand up uh, after breakfast and share his story, um, talking about how God had impacted his life how God had come into his life and the changes that his that he had experienced due to God's interacting and injecting himself into that individual's life. And as I started to be a part of this breakfast every once a month, I started to see how the people that were hearing the other man's story, how their lives were changed. Some men, you know, would identify with the speaker and the idea that the speaker had shared things and they had shared experiences with the speaker. Um, they had similar backgrounds or they thought or worked in similar careers or they thought similarly. Um, some would start to you realize that they had gone through some of the same struggles and there was a component of hope that would show up there in the idea that they would start to see that if God had worked in that other person's life, 
then certainly maybe God could work in, in their life. Um, and that created a little bit of hope, a little bit of belief. Um, at one point, uh, I was asked to share my own testimony, my own story, and was able to do that in front of a large group of men. Um, and I got to see a, another perspective of the impact as men came up to me uh, when we were done and and talked about how they related. Um, as I looked through the audience, even as I was sharing my story, I saw grown men crying because something about my story had touched their heart. It touched them so deeply that they were moved to tears. Maybe it was my humor. But I think more likely than my humor, I think it was them relating. Over the course of the next two years, I still had people coming up to me and telling me the impact that hearing my story had made on their lives. Um, and I found that very significant. And um, I still I still impacted, I feel very impacted in that what, by me sharing my story, that what had happened to me had, had given other men hope, had helped them realize that they weren't stuck, that they weren't worthless, that their life could get better. And so that led me to understand the power of stories in a, in a way that I'd never had. And, and I've always loved stories. I love telling stories. I love hearing stories. Um, I especially love retelling uh, humorous stories. Well, another story I would tell you is that, and it's been, oh, well, maybe even half a dozen years ago now that I was felt um, as I was, I, I would, I would at the time I would typically do a devotion in the morning and then, and then I would read the Bible in the evening before I went to sleep. And as I was reading the Bible, um, I would pick stories and, and, you know, I'd read about different characters or I'd read about different time periods or, you know, a variety of different topics maybe. Um, but at this time, I kind of felt led to go back and reread the Bible cover to cover to read the entire thing, which I had not done that in quite a while, but to read even the books that many of us like to skip over, especially the genealogy or the law or or the instructions on how to build an ark or how to build a temple. We, we oftentimes skip over that. But this time I felt like I'm going to read through the whole thing. But instead of looking for things like I'd looked before, you know, for how God had, uh, how, how God had corrected someone's character or how God had brought Israel out of Egypt or whatever the stories were, um, you know, character studies or maybe theology or there's some theologians that will get into, you know, covenants and, and the Adamic covenant and the Abrahamic covenant, whatever that is. I, I This time I didn't want to pay any attention to any of that. I was led this time to limit all of my reading to just my understanding of what I was reading to just one simple question. That question is, who is God? I didn't want to hear about, I mean, I love the stories of, of heroic stories of people in the Old Testament, of David and Goliath and Daniel and a lion's den and all those kinds of fun things. But this time, none of that was going to matter. 
this time I, I didn't want to see bravery or courage or faithless faithfulness of man. I wanted to know about God's character. I was curious to see who he was. And as I did that, um, a couple things started to, to jump out at me. I, I, I looked for, I hear a lot of people always talking about an, an angry God of an Old Testament and, and some of that. And so I was looking for this angry, judgmental, this, this difficult, stern God that for some reason I had, I had picked up, um, the idea that was there. And as I was reading the stories in their entirety and in their setting and getting the context, um, understanding who each author was that wrote their portion of the story of God, I started to see a different God than I'd seen before. I started to see a bigger God. I started to see a God, and some of this is actually from the context of being a parent and raising children. Um, I have two adult children now, and as I've grown, I've often asked the question of when I recognize how I feel or what, how I'm trying to guide my children as they were growing up and maturing, I oftentimes would find myself saying when I, when I was deeply in love with one of my children, God, is this how you love me? You know, when I was proud of a son for, for something he did great or, or my daughter when she would, would do some amazing things or, um, or when they would fall and stumble and I would still love them in spite of their failure and, and realizing that their, their struggles and their failures had nothing to do with my love, my compassion for them. And I would think, God, is this how you love me? And from some of that context and some of this reading the Bible in its entirety, I realized that there was no angry God in the Old Testament. There was a God who would do what he was doing, the same thing I would as a, as a, as a parent. If I see a child doing something they shouldn't do or something that's going to harm them or harm others, I would try to steer them away from that. But I also understand my children are their own individuals and they get to choose their own path. They get to choose their own life. They get to choose what they value. And I do my best to influence them. And I saw a God who did something very similar. And what I saw was a God who was extremely patient. I saw where he would tell people, don't ever do these things. And then they'd start to do these things. And then he would come in and go, you know, I really don't want you doing these things because this results in bad consequences. And they'd continue to do those and do more. And he'd go like, would you please stop? Stop. I'm begging you to stop. If you don't stop, bad consequences are on the way. I even see a God who at one point in time says, fine. If that's what you're going to do, then you're going to go in time out. And he lets his people that he's using to share who he is, to tell his story, he lets his people get dragged off into captivity. And he puts them into a 70-year time out. Just like we might put a kid in the corner or in their bedroom for a time out or in a safe seat. And then I saw again and again and again, after those children had gone 
off and done what they, what they knew wasn't right, what God had asked them not to do, the moment they stopped and admitted what they were doing was wrong and turned around and said, God, we're sorry, please forgive us, he wrapped them in his open arms. Any of their negative consequences were washed away, wiped away, cleaned, and he brought them into his blessing. And he would shower his blessing upon them. And he would restore them oftentimes to a place that was greater than they'd ever had or experienced before. That was the God I saw. The God that when Jesus talks about in the New Testament, talks about a prodigal son, as we oftentimes call him, the son who who claims half of his importance while he's still young and goes off and squanders it um, just to get as much experience out of life as he can and then realizes when it's all gone that he's got nothing and can do nothing and he's wasted everything and decides, I'm not worthy, I'm just going to go back and I'm just going to see if I can work for my dad because I know the people that work for him are in a far better position than I am now in life. And so he heads home, and when he's on his way home, his dad sees him at a distance and runs to meet him, doesn't wait for his son, who has who has squandered everything or half of everything that this man has worked for. He chases out after him and wraps his arms, his arms around him, welcomes him, throws a party in his honor. That's the God that I saw throughout the entire book of the Bible. And I find that curious. I see a God that does, has more grace, kindness, forgiveness, gentleness than I would ever have. And I find that curious. Why? Who is this God that would respond and act such a way? Who is this God who at the, just at the mere effort of speaking, just like I'm speaking to you now, created everything we have, everything we see, everything we touch, we feel. It's all, all came about just by him speaking. Imagine what that God is capable of if he actually gets up and does anything. And a God that immense, that great, that awesome, that powerful, that he would bother with the likes of you or me, I don't get it. And so I'm curious, who is this God that would do this? I don't understand. And so this podcast is my journey as I continue to try to get to understand this God a little bit better. And so, and this is one of my humorous stories, I like to say that I started this, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year plan. And like many that I come across, a read through the Bible in the year plan took me about two and a half to three years. Um, I hope you find that humorous. I, I did. I, um, I was consistently inconsistent in, uh, in my reading. And yet I did finish. I did get through because I was, while I was being inconsistent, I was at least consistent about my inconsistency. When I got through the Bible, I realized these were all really great stories of how God had impacted in the lives of others. But the newest was, uh, you know, about 2,000 years old. Um, and I wanted more stories. I wanted to see more about God and who he was. 
And I realized that there were current stories, that I had been hearing current stories, that I had even given one of my current stories in this monthly breakfast. So all of that kind of came together to birth the idea of a podcast. What would it be like if I could go on a journey and collect stories? If I could, just for myself, just start to hear regularly, having coffee with somebody, to, to hear the story of how God had impacted their lives. And so I started doing that. And then the idea was like, I kind of felt guilty. Like here I was collecting all these stories, but I wasn't sharing them. And, and watching how men at these breakfasts, how their lives were changed, how some of them would go home and become better dads, better husbands, better leaders in their business, better men in the community. I thought to myself, what would it be like if we could take one of these stories and put it in your ear, the listener's ear, every single week? And so with that, that seemed like a crazy, crazy idea. And almost two years ago now, this idea was birthed, and I felt like it was something bigger than me, like it wasn't my vision, my plan. And so I just handed over to this God and said, hey, do you, if you want your story tell, told, tell it. Um, and bring people together to help this happen. And so I'm happy to tell you, he has brought countless individuals um, to play very, very different roles. Um, and here we are. We have a studio we have uh, equipment in our studio. We've got a platform, and we're getting ready to, at this point, roll out on an online presence. In just a few days, we'll launch this and then the first episode, I'm excited to say. And I am super excited for you guys to hear our first episode. Um, this man is an amazing man who's been sharing his story and helping others tell their story and, and just really develop their own story um, for, if I do the math, 60 some years now. Um, and so you need to tune in, uh, and go take a listen to our, um, week, uh, uh, basically, uh, episode one as we bring that out. I think it's going to be super fun. And we've got a whole bunch of more podcasts, interviews we've already recorded that I'm excited to share with you. Um, they're going to be on a variety of different topics. Um, We've got mostly men coming in and sharing their stories um, because we want to gear this mostly towards men. I think men need to hear this. Um, but uh, I think this is going to be a great journey as you get to hear and walk with me again as I continue to learn more about who God is by hearing how he interacts in the lives of others and what path they walk on. Um, will they... I think you'll hear guests who sometimes haven't been or aren't maybe even currently sure about God, who he is or what he's doing, and, and others who are as confident as they are in gravity. So I encourage you to listen, to share. Um, if this podcast impacts you, please reach out and let us know. If you would like to share this podcast with someone else that you think it will impact, please do. We will plan on putting these up um, 
once a, one a week moving forward. We'll have a couple bonus episodes. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of good content coming forward. Um, and just reach out. Uh, the Who Is God podcast is being brought to you by Tacklebox Studios. Um, there'll be an opportunity, uh, if it's not already available for you to go to the Tacklebox Studios website and to, um, to be one of our supporters to help make sure that this continues to get out there, that we can continue to tell people that this podcast is there, um, and that we can cover expenses, that we can uh, manage our listener experience as best we can. Um, so with all of that, uh, welcome to the Who Is God podcast. I'm Thaddeus Funk, and I look forward to finding out more about Who Is God with you. You've been listening to the Who Is God podcast. Join the discussion on Facebook or Instagram. This podcast has been brought to you by Tacklebox Studios. Tacklebox Studios is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. This podcast has been made possible by generous support from individuals like you. If you found this meaningful, please let us know. Donations can be mailed to Tacklebox Studios, 285 South 68th Street Place, Suite 320, Lincoln, Nebraska, 68510.